This week we've got roguelikes galore, we show our journalistic integrity, and what are you doing? Get started on your Ludumdare game now! This is episode 16 of the Indie Game Riot. Everybody, it is Josh and Jan. This is episode 16 of the Indie Game Riot, and uh, we've got a doozy on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. But we will do our best to uh, to to do this with with uh, journalistic in- integrity. See, and, and decorum. Yeah, whatever yeah. he said. Uh, you don't know what that means. <laughs> no, I know what it means. I'm just, I'm just, I'm still upset about about mispronouncing Ludum Dare. Uh, this whole. <laughs> past however many months we've been doing this now <clears throat> and uh, I'm upset with you it's like it's like I might as well have been walking around with a booger on my face <laughs> and, and you're just like <laughs> walking around uh, after you get out of the bathroom with your dick hanging out no one's mentioning it exactly like, what's everyone looking at hmm no wonder all the ladies are fainting um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway uh what's uh what, what's been going on with you guys uh lately who, who um, wants to go? I'll, I'll go because I haven't gone first in a while, and right. uh, I am I am first in the list. All right, Rev, so, go. <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I mean, I don't. I, not a lot really happened. Um, I did hear a, a very funny story about um, one of these guys who was uh, down in the area for uh, after Penzik uh, that we talked about in the last episode. If you want to know, just go to the last episode. Um, but he, him, and a buddy were uh, driving through um, uh, Maryland. And going up to Pennsylvania, which is where he's from, and uh, his buddy was like, "Oh, hey, there's a, there's a, uh, the, the speed limit drops right up there. You're gonna want to slow down." So he slows down. All of a sudden, six cop cars pull out, and like lights flashing. You know, he pulls over. Uh, long Welcome story to Pennsylvania short, police. Yeah, it, it, no, this is Maryland. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, this was in Maryland, and um, <laughs> and and they're ba- long story short, he's got like eight sets of armor in his car, and it's. <laughs> Okay, and this is after a three-day event, so it all smells kind of bad. The the cop looks. Oh in the God! Car, he thinks it's a body. Goes, You've got a lot of stuff in there, and he goes, <laughs> "We do." And he goes, "You got any weapons or, or drugs or anything?" And he's like, "You're gonna have to uh, define weapons here. <laughs> Knives, no. guns, no. Tasers, no. We don't have any weapons. Let's just say that." Anyway, it escalates to them getting asked to leave the car because a canine was brought in and got a positive ID on the passenger side door. So the cop then asks, uh, can we search your vehicle? And he's like, go right ahead. Can I get a <laughs> Like, there's there's a mall back. Can I, like, bring a chair up? Because this is going to take you guys a while. <laughs> 45 minutes later, they haven't found anything. They've gotten the mirror. They've gotten the dog to check everything. Everything gets put back. He's asking, you know, what's going on. And as soon as he, he asks if they're free to go, everyone just zips off because they must have had somewhere else to be watching these poor other cops take out, like, hundreds of pounds <laughs> of SEA armor. <laughs> and they're, it's they're so awesome. 
the, they're driving. Here's the best part. They're driving in the car, and his friend goes, oh, my God, I know what that dog smelled. And at this point, uh, the guy who's driving who's oh. telling the story is like, oh, my God, what is it? What happened? He's like, so my uh, I have a wolf pelt. You know my wolf pelt that I wore? It was hot, and so I set it on your passenger door, and it rained. The dog wasn't fucking drunk. He smelled the dog. It wanted wanted to get freaky with that wolf that I was wearing. (laughs) Oh, man. Imagine imagine if the dog, like, tried to get on, like, if he was wearing that wolf pelt. Yeah, it was it was it was a hilarious story to hear. That's good. That is awesome. Maryland police, everybody. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Rev? Uh, not much has been going on. Uh, I've been doing some sword fighting. I have. It's been hot as hell, and my air conditioner keeps freezing over, so <laughs> I don't feel comfortable like playing games on my laptop right now. It's having a hard time with uh, with with just web browsing. Uh, so I've been uh, I've been watching a bunch of movies and uh, played a little bit of Minecraft and some BattleBock theater. BattleBock, uh, BattleBock. Hey, you know what? <laughs> when you've drunk hey. as much Gentleman's Jack tonight as I have, then you can give me hassle. When, when you when you drunk as much Gentleman's Jack, you have to understand. Rev's having to wake up for the for the two weeks that he's been on Vicodin. So exactly. <laughs> so yeah. No, When's the last I, time I, you were sober? Uh, if you need to have an intervention. Yeah. Friday? <laughs> um, but no, oh, so on the on the whole being on Vicodin part, okay, so run out of painkillers, everything's supposed to be all good, but, like, my jaw still hurts, whatever, I'm medicating with vodka now. And, uh, like, I, finally I just couldn't take it anymore, so I, I called up my dentist and was like, hey, I need you to take a look at the tooth that you ripped out because it still fucking hurts and, like... Um, I, ibuprofen's not doing anything. Alcohol's not doing anything. I, like, I think something is seriously wrong. And uh, I get a call back from her secretary. She's like, yeah, she's out of town until September. We can schedule you on the 10th. And I was like, no, this is unacceptable. So she sends me to, like, the, my dentist's dad. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like get in there, and, and I get, he he works in Anaheim, you know, like twenty minutes away, and uh, get in there, and, and he's like, oh no, it's probably you just have food that got stuck in there, you know, blah blah blah, and uh, he gives he gets like the syringe with a hook on it, and and like blast water into my jaw and then he does it the same does it again with like mouthwash and uh and then he's like oh there's something really stuck in there and he grabs a pair of tweezers and he pulls out a shard of tooth that's almost a quarter of an inch long and, and like it's <laughs> serrated and like and he's like yeah see the food that gets stuck in there i was like dude food. i'm no dentist but that is not food <laughs> like what are you I, gnawing on chicken bones like <laughs> Yeah, apparently. So, so he was like, "Yeah, you, you, you just be careful." And as he pulled that out, like, yeah, my mouth started bleeding again and whatnot. But whatever, it felt fantastic. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Literally, I got home and had to take a shower. Um, It's it's like the the first time you can eat after having a stomach bug. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh man, when I got my wisdom teeth out, that was like, I it was hard enough eating soup. I remember I was like. It, it was it was to the point where I was on I was on the codeine and uh, it wasn't like constantly pounding pain and I was really hungry I was like man I just all I've been eating is like broth and I was like well this this sandwich is like super soft it's got to be good. I, I just won't chew with that side I took a bite I was like 
oh, like it was like this was a mistake. <laughs> well, Josh, what's uh, what's been up with you for the last week? Yeah, well, I've been taking care of the the baby. Uh, not just me, but you know, it's uh, but it's, it's going good. He's he's still super chill, so which is nice. And um, uh, but other than that, it, it is, you talking talking about hot. It is hot in this room. Um, and so take off all your clothes. Wait, no, sorry, that's no, called no. music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, good thing we're not on Twitch. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's really hot in here, but good news has nothing to do with what, what I'm talking about, so I don't know even why I brought it up. <laughs> uh, but I, I've mentioned I have a job. But I never mentioned yeah. what it was because it's, I, I'm going to be honest. It's it's embarrassing. I, I, it's, it's not embarrassing. It's a crap job. Who gives a shit? You're taking care of your family. That I'm, alone I, is any. You could be sucking penis on a street, <laughs> and that gives you respect because you're doing it for your family. I have so much bigger right now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that'd probably make him more money. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> maybe, really. Maybe not where you, where he lives. Handling handling so meat, handling meat in the way that. Uh, I'm not doing now. It'll probably make me more money. Um, <laughs> yes, handling meat is what I do at the moment. And I mean, let, literally, not not dick. <laughs> um, but it's not a euphemism. The, the good news, the good news is that I've um, found a a better paying job and something that's a lot more rewarding. And it's actually working with with uh, older people. And uh, it's going to be it's like an activities associate in in a retirement home. Um, oh, awesome. It's a really nice retirement home, so I'm hoping I, it's not guaranteed yet. But they are talking like they, what they keep pushing me, you know, down as far as like uh, I've had two interviews already, and then they're going to have me come in and shadow someone to make sure because um, I'm going to be working in the dementia ward. Um, uh. <laughs> so they want to make sure they want to make sure that I can handle it. Um, so, uh, which, so by the way, crazy stories. <laughs> <laughs> which. Which, but I've already heard a couple things from the person that was interviewed to me to me today. <laughs> apparently, there's like a there's a, someone who likes to skip down the hall every day. Um, there's a guy yes. that like, oh, I was walking back with her to her office, and obviously the dementia ward is a secure area because you know they don't want them wandering out. Um, right. And she opens the door slowly, and she's like, "I got to make sure that Izzy's not behind the door." And they have like a lot of like uh, therapy animals there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, is Izzy a dog?" She's like, no, that's that guy down the hallway. <laughs> he likes to try and follow me out a lot of times. So I don't know. I, and and the nice thing is, that, you know, you get to you work with these people directly, and you get to know them really well. But the the they want to make sure that I can handle because there's going to be they have a, an extreme case of uh, lack of filter. <laughs> so you know, but the way I see it. I mean, I've I've dealt with it before, uh, that you know, insults and things like that, and I think it, it eases the blow, knowing that they can't help it. You know, it's not a personal thing; it's all right. you know, it's they they can't help it, and um, not to mention the fact that uh, here we are on the internet. So uh, <laughs> I've I've had people through my let's plays already call me all sorts of things. So you know, I, yeah. it doesn't phase me. Whatever. I, I feel I, like you're friends yeah. with me in tech, so yeah. Yeah, you guys, you guys are the worst. You just like hate me. Yeah, but, you know, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, Laughing, you crying. Uh, but yeah, so that's good news. Um, anything? Else? Any? 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 Any other notes that anyone forgot? Uh, I'm just congratulations just, and good luck, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, also, um, there are a lot of really great games later on in this episode. So uh, oh, yeah. make sure 
to check it out. Uh, we are also uh, uh, broadcasting live on Hitbox TV currently. For those of you listening in uh, to the show posted uh, on YouTube, uh, so uh, every uh, Friday. Every Friday. Sorry, I was reading the Monday thing on the uh, the site. <laughs> Every Friday at around 9 p.m. Eastern, we uh, live stream the show. We'll be talking about that more uh, with more details. But just letting you know what you might be missing out. And for all the people in the stream, hello. We have not forgotten about you. Hello. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think this is a good time as any to uh, move on to Indie News Injection. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an Indie News Injection. Thanks, Indie Games. And this week on Indie News Injection, we're going to start off with a, uh, a breaking news announcement. <laughs> For those of you who, who aren't following, uh, the Ludum Dare, get that right, <laughs> yeah. uh, has actually started now at the time of this recording. Uh, so for those of you in the live, uh, live, live, live audience, um, go if you're a game dev, start. You got 48 hours, man. Get started. Um, Actually, they've got they've got 47 and a half. Well, yeah, it started at nine o'clock p.m. Yep. Eastern time. Um, and the site's back up, by the way. Yeah, the site it, down. <laughs> it got crashed as soon as nine o'clock rolled around, but it's back up. So get your games going for Ludum Dare. Tons of awesome games have come out of that game jam. Um, so just it, we've talked about a bunch on the show. Um, I think a lot of them like did uh, did Surgeon Simulator come from that? I forget. Uh, I don't recall. But anyway, a lot of a lot of popular games. I, I I cannot think off the top of my head, but <laughs> trust me, they have. So it has started now. Do it, do it, do it. Um, Ludum Dare. Let me. Why do I not? Oh, yeah, I do have it open. It's just wrong. Um, and this week or this time around, the theme is connected worlds. So take oh, that, like that, yeah, connected worlds. So take that. I'm sure you can take that literally or metaphorically or however you want it. Just do it. Um, is there any other information I should be uh, doing this? Yeah, there's actually there's actually two of there's two different uh, two different competitions in in the Dares. Uh, you have the the solo and the jam. Uh, mm-hmm. The the compo is is the solo. You have one day, twenty two hours, twenty three minutes, and fifty three seconds. 52, 51, 50. Uh, and then you have the actual jam that runs concurrently, and that's allows that allows for teams and has slightly more relaxed rules. That one ends in two days, 22 hours, 23 minutes, and 40 seconds. 39, 38, 37. Uh, Do so- it. <laughs> Times for the recording, not accurate. Right. Yeah, if, yeah. So by the time but, you, by the time anyone's listening to this on uh, yeah. on uh, recorded version, it'll be over. But then you'll have a bunch of games to look forward to, and maybe we'll report yeah, on some uh, shit ton of games next week. Yeah, like, like people it, people it, look forward to this. Man, it is like it is an event online. The fact that such a such a large site got crashed. I mean, that should just say yeah. you know, yeah. Thoughts. So do it. Uh, in 2000, uh, Ludum Dare 21 in 2011, so three years ago uh, at this August, um, they had 600, get 599 games submitted. So, wow. wow. And, like, one of the things, one of the things that really sets this apart from several other game jams that I've paid attention to is that everything has to be done within the, within the time limit. You, so There's you can't no- submit, like, Oh, this is a working prototype. Let me finish the game in a week. 
Yeah, the game yeah, has to no, be done. It, right? It's literally you go from here to uh, I've got a I've got an idea. Like you could have an idea bouncing around for what you'd like to do, and then you know so stick how, in the theme. And, how do they? How do they? How can they tell? I mean, obviously, if it's like crazy completed, you know, like super fancy, obviously that's you're like you did not get this done in forty eight hours. Like people, well, there's some that have, but they probably allow the use of engines that you've already made. Maybe. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, it's stuff like, like all, all code and content must be created within the, the 48 hours of the, of the, uh, the, um, but like, how can you really tell? Well, you can kind of tell there's, there's ways you can look into that. Um, you know, it, it it's, it's not going to, you have to sum- submit all of your source code for it um, and so any any code for a game as they say on the website the code from a game written in 48 hours isn't very likely to contain anything super top secret which mm-hmm. is why they ask to you ask to include it um, and it's and you know they they do that also as a formality just on the off chance that they have to disqualify somebody because i mean if you come in and you've got 600 million lines of code for your game and you're like yeah i did it all in 48 hours i i'm willing to give people benefit of the doubt and even i would say bullshit yeah like like 600 million lines of code is a lot of typing and i'm a fast typer i don't think i could do that with three hands hey man infinite amount of monkeys and uh, infinite amount of typewriters (laughs) what if you're like uh you know bruce from bruce almighty and you're just like no oh no okay no well we're going this on reality here (laughs) um The the jam though the the more relaxed version has slightly different uh, rules, um, you know. In a, in addition to the fact that uh, it, it should be completed within the uh, within the time limit, uh, they allow content creation, uh, development tools, libraries, and middleware. They don't require the source code. Um, and uh, yeah, everything gets judged. There's no, there's no prizes. Your prize is the fact that you put out a game. Well, the prize is that you That's put out good. a game that could potentially get bought eventually, which a yep. lot of the top yep. games from the from the jams have done. Yeah, um, they're marketing it as for those of you who don't know, they're basically marketing it as you know, for many people, it can be difficult to find time to create a game or a prototype, and we're here to be your excuse. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. <laughs> What more can you really say? Use hashtag LD48 on Twitter. Yep. Um, well, now that that's done, I just wanted to get that because <laughs> it started right now. Uh, we're moving on to uh, Revs. Rev, Rev, you, you can do you can do this. I, I I got a I got a thing to talk about. There is a fantastic young group of women, um, and uh, you can check this out on thefineyoungcapitalist.com forward slash voting <clears throat> sorry my voice went all husky sexy there uh, how about you go through puberty sorry. first and then come talk to me yeah yeah okay sure. <laughs> just because i don't have a beard rub it in uh, <laughs> so the, the the gist on this is uh the the fine young capitalist group uh it took five women and that have never made a video game before and said that they could make any game that they wanted. All they had to do was come up with the idea and this team would create a sales pitch or a, a you know the the kind of 30 second hey let's do this type pitch uh, as well as art assets and a demo stuff like that to help them sell their idea. 
all of the proceeds for this minus 8%, which goes to the woman who had the idea for the game, all the rest of the proceeds of said game goes to charity. All of the like, uh, profits. Right. So so no, the game the games are proceeds. Is it proceeds? Okay. Okay, then I then I definitely read that wrong. And yes, they are getting 8% of royalties for that game. And also what's really great and this is another reason why we're talking about this. Um, and Brev, I'm sorry if you were going to talk touch no, on this, but at any time, um, these ideas don't belong to the 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 developers who are like specifically developing the game. They still belong to the people who uh, actually thought up the game, and these five developers still own that that project. So if at any time they want to be like, hey, you know, I think I really have this pitch. I want to go public. I want to go make a Kickstarter for it, um, they can. So it's not, they're not locked into these people making their game. It's not like an American Idol where once you win, you're signed to a five-year term and deal agreement and, and a lot all of, this. And a lot of times, too, the uh, I think the Finding Capitalists, they'll actually, if they want to take it public and do Kickstarter or whatever, I think they actually help them uh, set up and, and try and make it successful. Oh, yeah. you know what? I, I recant. I, I was reading further. You're you're right. It is the profits. Profits, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, they want to keep their site running and everything like that. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's still a really big deal. But it's not I mean, going into random people's pockets. That's the exactly. Important yeah, thing. it's going to charity. Right. Um, and I, 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 do the do the women get to choose which charity? Is that is that what it is? Uh, I, I think I, I think you do as the person. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Is is my understanding of it? Yeah. So, so why don't you uh, tell us about some of the games? Yeah, I was going to say, you should pick your, uh, tell, say like the five games and then pick All one right. that you're most interested in. So the, uh, the, the first one on the list is called My Eyes. It's Let the World See Through Your Eyes by Sarah D. It'll be on PC and tablet. Uh, it's a world-building tool to create uh, interactive stories and gaming experiences in the 2Ds. Um, you know, pre-generated uh, characters and, and assets and all of that allows you to uh, code up your own, uh, basically your own personalities for said characters uh, and, and just kind of interact with them. I'm not, I don't necessarily see that I would, I, I don't necessarily say that this would be a game per se as more of a, a collaborative It sounds uh, like It sounds experience. like something your wife would play. Like, well, uh, oh, definitely. Uh, uh, another big aspect of my eyes is um, uh, basing basing it around uh, authentic experiences of people with autism and sort of yeah. seeing through their eyes. Um, and that's uh, sort of the direction that the this particular person took for the for the concept of the game. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, you look at the picture and it's like, oh, that school bus has a tongue and teeth. And that boy has that woman has an apple for a head. That's a little bit yeah. weird. <laughs> but it, but it, it it does help kind of reinforce you know how how some autistic people on the spectrum you know see the world differently and have have problems communicating that difference to people. This would have so been a it, really cool thing for that uh, disability jam. Yeah, but. I was I was just thinking that um, there's another game out there called Furball Fury. Uh, it is uh, interesting, also for PC and tablet by Michelle B. And uh, it is part racing game, part world builder, and part insanity, according to her description. Uh, and it's basically you're a furball going through a cat's body, <laughs> and you're racing and, and 
collecting, making yourself a bigger furball, trying not to get stuck, and uh, discover the meaning of life for a furball in a cat's <laughs> intestine. Um, so it, 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 yeah, good. No, and it also um, will support uh, level building, so you'll be able to make a level and um, hopefully, you know, send that out and have other people play your levels. Um, it, yeah, it kind of has a, it kind of has world of it has kind of a world of goo aspect yeah. to it. Yeah. Like as too. you as you collect other other mini fur balls, they don't like join into you, so you know you're not going to get stuck in the cat's colon or anything. But uh, you're going to have a trail of of furball dots that are following along with you doesn't doesn't look like a bad idea seems fairly simplistic uh i could i could probably get behind this for a little while at a bus station i think <laughs> a, a really cool thing is once you're like if you are playing it on a tablet and i think mm-hmm. this is where this game will really shine is on a tablet like especially with the level building um being able to like scale and rotate items in without using a mouse but actually using your fingers on the 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 surface i think would be fun like more fun than i guess level building would be normally so yeah that that's definitely something to look forward to as well oh definite um next up we have lax uh no lux i was gonna uh, say was like, <laughs> well you look at the logo and it's it, it like, like, yeah yeah lax is in the airport no it's a uh, it's lux uh by lucy l it's a puzzle platformer in a uh, pretty detailed world you are playing as Alabaster, the curious, determined character who uses reflections, light, and refractions to run around the city and explore the underworld. Um, <clears throat> you know, being able to, uh, to to use said gems, the refraction and reflection to solve your puzzles, etc. Um, so it looks like a, a, an interesting puzzle game. Uh, it will be on PC only as of uh, as of this recording, at least. And uh, <clears throat> you know, she she really wanted to to get into game dev and and try to go for this this game. Most of these games, by the way, are support support modding. Um, in in this particular game, modders will be able to uh, create their own custom levels, graphics, uh, sound effects, and music. And yeah, no, like some of these are like really open to the public, and even if they don't work on Linux, I don't really care because it's just like we're trying to make this as amazing as possible for everybody. Yeah. And and I think also with um with the modding, um, you'll probably get a, a working Linux mod somewhere. Oh yeah, and, and, and if so, it, yeah if it runs on PC, chances are you can get it to work on Linux as well. And and this uh, game. Reminds so much of knit uh, knit stories, yeah. I, and and I've talked about how I love that game, and I immediately saw this thing, and I'm just like knit stories, yes, <laughs> thumbs up. So uh, next one is uh, Air Rocky um, by Hannah V. It is going to be a mobile and tablet game. Uh, it's a party game that uh, actually interacts between everybody else's mobile phones. It, it's kind of like a cross between well, air hockey and pong. In order to get, the, I mean, in order to get this to work, because the, what they're showing here is that you put your phones together and uh-huh. the the piece, or the player pieces, uh, the hockey pieces or whatever, will move between all the phones when they're together. But do you need... Like the special like uh, galaxy phones that that are able to to swap like that or 
I feel like it's going to be controlled probably through Bluetooth and just be able to connect the phones via the app through the through Bluetooth connection. And yeah. then the app will just run. And I think I, I'm not a developer. I'm not a someone who knows code. But I think this will work because you have every single phone's processor processing that individual piece. And so instead of having one phone being like, oh, I have to process this over multiple things that's just streaming to those phones, it'll be able to actually run coherently, hopefully. Hmm. Also open to modding. Uh, Create custom game boards that'll be scriptable in JavaScript. Create your own custom pucks, uh, sound effects, and music as as modding. And... uh, no, I I really like the idea of this one. It's really I, creative. I'm, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anything like this before. I I want to see this one come come to fruition. The uh, the last game on the list is uh, Afterlife Empire uh, by Danielle M. And this is going to be a PC and tablet game. Uh, it's a top-down isometric strategy game where the player takes on the role of a ghost in their own haunted house. Um, they they kind of based it off of Dungeon Keeper and Theme Hospital, uh, but uh, it's more character-based based than that, um, than those examples are. And uh, no, it looks it, it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um, you you gain notoriety for for scaring the shit out of people, and your house grows and expands, and and you as it becomes more popular through through your notoriety, and uh, yeah, it, it'll. I think it's it, it's interesting. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a. Uh, a, a scary game per se no it's Uh, it's like it looks like it's going to be as scary as plants versus zombies to be honest yeah yeah but you know it does it does kind of deal with a little bit of 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 you know uh people die of heart attacks in game if you scare them too much or you know they die of fright and it it has a little bit of a darker theme to it than the other games seem to have and i'm i'm okay with that i'm totally okay with that um, the the uh, the ghost is uh, is non-gendered, so anybody can identify with it. You know, you're not going to be running around as as a grizzled, argumentative male shep or femme shep, and uh, <laughs> uh, all of the NPCs are are randomly generated, so you're pretty much good to go. They also support uh, modding, uh, custom characters, custom tiles. Uh, your own haunted house that you'll be able to do, as well as sound effects and uh, music. I I think this one out of the out of the five is probably my favorite one. Uh, it's the one that draws to me the most. Yeah, right. I think I think I, I, the one as far as I would want to play. I think it's this one. Although I got I do have to say, um, my eyes and and uh, god damn it, uh, <laughs> the air rocky are really really creative. I would say that. At least for me, I, it's between Afterlife Empire and Lux. Like uh, both of those are so cool. Lux is One very of them, cool. Yeah, um, uh, Afterlife Empire because it's it just it just sounds like a really fun mechanic to to play, and that it'll be like really replayable. And Lux, at least for me, because it moves it it, it speaks to my platforming background, and it just yes, I like platforming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. What about um, you, 
Yeah, what's your? What you- uh, mine, mine, I would honestly say it, it's actually kind of a toss-up. Uh, I, I really, really like the idea of my eyes, but I really, really, really like the technology behind Air Rocky. But I, it comes down to uh, it, it actually comes down to for me a, a toss-up between Afterlife and Lux. Yeah, I think after I, I so like- so out of the three or out of the three of us, it looks like Afterlife Empire is pretty like yeah. the the one that we all want to yeah. play. Um, and that's probably the one I'm going to vote for, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, but I think I'm vote, vote for multiple. Can you vote for multiple? I might as well. Oh. <laughs> I've well, got multiple IPs and multiple computers and multiple yeah. browsers. And <laughs> so, so make sure to, uh, everyone listening out there, go to the link in the description and vote for your favorite because it supports not only a great cause, but a lot of great up-and-coming and women it, in yeah, the gaming industry. supports women in the gaming industry. It even has a little... Uh, a little graphic at the bottom here. It says uh, women represent 45% of the video game playing public, but design 2% of the games. And by that, they mean the people like women as far as game directors or lead designers, um, which is pretty abhorrent, really. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think I think nowadays it's, it's getting a lot more attention. So hopefully this will change for the better. Yeah. Now... Now, um, I, I'd like to preface this last little bit of news um, with, um, like, before, before we start talking about this, I want everybody to uh, put down your pitchforks. Um, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of controversy going around the internet about um, of uh, journalistic integrity of um, Kutaku, Rock, Paper, Shotgun, and Polytron uh, writers involved with... Um, game developers and unfortunately both sides are um very uh vehement in their side being right and there's a lot of misinformation out there and instead of trying to pick a side alienate people uh and um really sort of not be as transparent and neutral on this as we should uh, we are going to basically be talking about what's going on and let everyone who is listening out there decide uh, if they want to look into it further or um, pick a side if you want. We're not going. I'm not saying that either one is right or wrong uh, or any of our personal opinions are going to be in this article. But it is very important that we preface this with that. <laughs> I think uh, basically what you're trying to say is uh, we're not picking a side and. Uh, I think through we consider ourselves journalists uh, as for yes. for gaming, and I think it's important for us to to report the goings on. Is that a yes. thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, the the events within the indie gaming community and gaming community as a whole, and uh, we just we want to put this out there for you all to make your own decisions, and then we're going to go into a a broader discussion that's not specific to the issue. Yeah. Um, at hand. So go ahead. And 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 I I, I do also want to say this has been a, amongst the three of us. Like we don't always agree on everything. I mean Phil Fishwhite, but <laughs> uh, when, when it comes when it comes to things to discuss on the show, we've pretty much been lockstep. You know, it, it, we 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 are pretty much always in agreement. No, this would be a great thing. This one caused forty eight hours, and it started us to record late or, or stream late. Uh, 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 because of conversation on this one and, and how we were going to deal with it and exactly 
you know, what was going to be said, how, how we were going to deal with this situation. So this was not something that we were just like, oh, hey, we're going to jump on a bandwagon here. This took a lot of conversation and, and debate, and, and we settled on, on the way that we're going to proceed with this. So, and nail so, is text. Um, for those of you who don't know what we are talking about or have been living under an internet rock in terms of gaming news, uh, this is uh, the controversy... Uh, surrounding Zoe Quinn and uh, a bunch of writers um, for Kutaku, Rock, Paper, Shotgun, and Polytron, along with other websites uh, where articles have been written and their um, lack of clarity and transparency with the connections that they had uh, between developers and journalists. And it has caused a lot of um, issues with people uh, suddenly basically having journalists' integrities Uh, called into question for uh, reviews and uh, critic scores of games that they have basically, instead of them being like, hey, this is a game that a friend of mine is making. um, So that's where this review is coming from. With the lack of transparency. Yeah, exactly. Is where we're we're taking it. Is is the very important thing to where um, articles from these individuals um, might you have to it comes into question like should i trust this person with the articles that they're writing should i trust this news outlet for integrity in their product and not them you know misleading the public or um, hiding something from their readers in terms of uh quality of reporting and um people who are involved in the uh uh, the whole thing, both creation and uh, reporting on it. And and before we actually just go into the discussion on, on gaming jur- journalism integrity, uh, Rev, you wanted to say something too about just the, the general uh, issues being brought about by this whole theory or conspiracy <sighs> thing uh, as far yes. as like the threats and all that sort of stuff going towards Zoe Quinn. Yes. So, well, and it's not, it's not just... Zoe. So uh, I've I've been I've been called White Knight in in my time more than once uh, because I do believe that we're all humans and um, regardless of whether you like somebody or whether or not you agree with their stance on things, there are certain things that are completely unfucking acceptable. Uh, and I I apologize. Josh has stopped editing this out, and he might have to based on, on me in this in this particular thing. But there literally there are lines that you do not cross. And I realize that yes, we're on the internet, and yes, people are in the public when they start to. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, rape threats, death threats things of that nature, publishing, hacking into somebody's financial information for the express purpose of, of causing them problems, somebody that's not even actually involved in the situation beyond, you know, Mentioning. being online and talking about it, it's completely ridiculous. And honestly, like, it, it's unacceptable. I don't associate with people like that. I don't do that sort of thing. And yeah, maybe maybe that makes me kind of an egotistical person, you know, or I'm a hypocrite because I can do that sort of thing in person. But it, I don't like. I don't know. It, it, it's the death threats and rape threats to people and or family members and or friends of people are completely unacceptable. And the fact that this is happening right now over this clusterfuck of who knows what is going on right. it, infuriates me. I think yep. it, it, it doesn't matter 
what side is right in whatever the issue is. It doesn't matter if you like Zoe Quinn or not. Um, the the point of it, it is. It doesn't even matter if the situation involves Zoe Quinn. Like, it, like, it doesn't matter. Just, it doesn't matter who it is. It, it, it's just yes, not. Yeah. It's appropriate, it's which is yeah. an, an understatement. Um, we described this. Go ahead. Uh, the way we described it, you know, while we were talking about it, is one witch hunt going against a different witch hunt from a different side, um, yeah. because it's it, like as I said in the beginning, there's a lot of things going around that are either you know partial facts or completely uh, misrepresented or blown out of proportion, or completely nobody else's fucking business. Well, yeah. right, exactly, and and that is a and that is another really big thing that that has come out of this. Um, but there is a much larger issue that a lot of people, I don't think, are really focusing on, and that's what we're going to be covering, right. you know, right now. And and I do, I just so that you guys don't think that we're 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 sitting out on the fringe, going, uh huh, we're observing it from the outside, and then we're talking about it. Um, I I I am actively participating in the conversation we- online, and because of that, I have. I, I have received multiple notifications that there are people that are trying to access my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed, and like I, I got a call from my bank this morning telling me that somebody was trying. Like me, I don't ha- like I don't care if they have my bank info. I don't have anything in my bank, <laughs> so what are they going to do with it? But well, you know, it, it's not even, and, and I'm not very vocal about what I'm doing online with that. I I've literally I've made a couple of of support messages. You know, hey, you know, just kind of let it let it toe down don't don't focus on the negative try and get through this there are people out here that support you and you know this has been directed at multiple people so i don't know who exactly i've pissed off but you know it it is we the three of us have our own opinions it's just that we for one have enough respect for each other to not uh you know rip each other's opinions apart and and two is just in general it's it's not important to to the situation and i think this conversation um mainly needs to focus on the just general gaming integrity or gaming journalism yep. integrity and, yeah, and uh tech you can well yeah um there. and especially right now um none of us have any direct connections to anybody involved in uh any of the accusations that have been going around the web just to you know get that you know out <laughs> like we aren't um you know we aren't on kotaku rock paper shotgun uh polytron we aren't uh friends with anybody um or in you know direct connection uh with anybody who's involved with this um obviously beyond association yeah beyond beyond association or beyond the fact that we are games journalists um but even going into um uh you know history and uh even ours just sort of putting it into perspective um, on any game riot, and I hope that I speak for both of you with the words that I'm going to be using. Um, we we try to be not only as uh, crystal clear on uh, what we are talking about uh, in terms of uh, who we know and uh, what what we're supporting, because I'm no one's sending us money. At least as of the recording of this video, nobody has sent us money, <laughs> being like, "Here's money. Here's a game. Talk good about that game." And I, I, will, I will give you, because whether it's my Let's Plays or whether it's this show, I will tell you right now, my policy on this, because I, when it comes down to it, I, I'm, it's the end all say all stops with me as far as um, what we are promoting. Um, yeah. 
as like I, I mean financially like being backed financially um which we're not with anything at least not yet but if it's a game that the, you know if someone were to send us a free game or pay us especially to talk about their game one the policy i my policy is to and this is in, to go and just gaming journalism in, in general this should be i think a policy for a everyone standard, a standard. <laughs> um to be to say hey if you're going to talk about it say hey i was paid by this person it's it's transparency is is it's also in america that that's also the law right and it's, yeah it's it's, it's the fcc fcc yeah. uh regulates that um so you have to say hey i'm being sponsored by this person um, two, when when that person says, "Hey, can you talk about this? I'll I'll pay you." My first response is, "Are you okay with negative uh, comments?" Because that's a very that's a that's a that's a possibility. See, um, that's I, that doesn't that doesn't even cross my mind to ask on that one because right. I, I, I and well, and, no, because it, I don't want to take their money without well, them. Without them, even even if even if it is like like I, here, my stance on that would be literally, you know, I, we we do have we have received copies of games. That right. that's you know why we've talked about some of the games that we have, is and we haven't talked about all of them. Down. Yeah, we haven't been able to talk about all of them, but we have talked about some of them because we've all gotten copies of them and we've been able to play them, and and you know we can we can flesh it out, and it's. You know, there's games that we, we've got a list that probably would last us the next six months. Um, but you know, would those be good shows, maybe not. Maybe not. But you know, we we have it there to 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 pull from a backlog, as it were. And, and you know, as as long as, regardless of how it comes into being, whether somebody is my friend, whether somebody is my family, whether somebody pays me money or gives me a copy of their product, that doesn't change my opinions on it. Yeah. That doesn't make it suddenly absolutely gold. Like I, I you know, I consider Phil Phil Royer to be a, a, a good friend and I, I I I don't necessarily consider Jay, unfortunately, if you're still if you're still listening, <laughs> Jay, I don't I don't know Jay well enough to, to consider us friends, but I consider us on the pathway to friendship. That doesn't change my opinion about the game. You know, I I have my problems with Super Pixalo. As much as I've I've talked absolute amazing about it and it's a great game, I have some serious issues with that and I've talked with Phil about it. You know, yeah. and, and right. that's that's me, and I and I think I think we're all on board on that same yeah, line. Definitely. Right. It does. Yeah. Transparency is very important, and and the fact that you need to be objective, which is the other thing, and and um, objectivism is is very hard. No, not even. It's not really even hard. It's just. I mean, obviously, if you have a personal connection. Um, <laughs> Jay's in the chat. He said his games are perfect. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> um, but he, he the, uh, objectivism is, isn't really hard. It's just I don't trying when to. Th- when you're talking about, um, especially like with games, they're very subjective matters because, like, especially with all three of us, you know, Rev hates horror games, well, but does that stop Josh from you know playing them if, if he likes them? And so. I think what you're going for, Josh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're trying to be as objective as possible, but having a completely like, oh, A makes this person jump. Well, or, I think, or, right, you know, I think in our just specific uh, 
situation with the th- having the three of us here. Um, it's nice having different points of view because that way, because not one person's ever always right. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but also just the fact that I was mentioning, we have games that were given to us for free and we haven't mentioned them on the show because quite frankly, they're not that great. Um, we're not going to, we have a reputation to uphold, you know, first and foremost, and we have our audience to think of, you know, we don't want to send, we don't want to say, Hey, spend 15 bucks on a game. That's going to suck. Um, you know, we care about our audience. We also don't want to spend like the, the way that we've structured the show is stuff that we like, not stuff that's bad because anybody can go out and read a lot of those cynical reviews of like oh i hate this game this is bad this is wrong and like everyone has those opinions on on a game or another but what we're trying to do here is is bring stuff that we like and that, and that's good because that's more fun for us and then hopefully that translates to more fun for you guys right and- I've, I've done i've done the angry reviews i've i've yeah. done the whole like ranting bitch fest about movies and and tv shows and stuff like that and it it takes a lot more energy out of it. and and after a while you just start hating it like i have no idea how uh uh, Yahtzee, uh, Ben Croshaw yeah. uh-huh. has done zero punctuation for as long as he does. It's because he's a talented motherfucker, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, like, I, I, yeah. I applaud him because I did I did the whole negative reviews on movies and, and TV for about a year and a half, and it got to the point where I got tired of ranting about things because I just, I couldn't you take it. You have to it nitpick anymore. a lot because, much, I mean, he even... He, he, he even does that with games like he he says he likes the games, but you know he for entertainment value he has to nitpick and <laughs> because that's what's funny about it you know is, is yeah. coming up with the things that are bad. But um, just as even besides us, just gaming and journalism in general, um, I think it's okay for people to have connections with friends as long as you're transparent about it. That, that's almost that, that's what we stand for too. Like we're trying to bring developers to. Um, you know, to interact with the audience, to interact with other developers, uh, music creators, um, writers, programmers, etc. Like, that's our point. That's not going to, you know, somehow stop this, you know, the the journalism and the coverage of that moving forward. The, pr- the problem of it comes when, when it starts, when it starts, when you get really shady about it, um, when you're just completely ruining the trust between you, yourself and the audience as far as, you know, hey, check out this game. It's great, and it's really not <laughs> on, on, all, on all aspects. I mean, I guess there's someone out there, you know, like the dev, who thinks it's amazing. goats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, but um, if... I, don't, I, think, I think the transparency is, is the number one issue. And then, um, on top of that... Uh, just letting if if this there's 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 a lot of issues among you know a bunch of different uh websites where um people will voice their disagreement and this happens on youtube too like on videos people voice their disagreement or their their dislike for something and all of a sudden you start censoring that out yeah and that's what's been going on um on reddit and uh, I think also uh, Vice, um, and there there are a few other sites that have um, been you know guilty of this. But basically, what's at least the the broad picture um, before I go deeper into what's going on is um, because of the 
huge amount of, uh, you know, pitchforks and, and torches and stuff within this whole uh, scenario on both sides. There's a lot of people posting information on people that they shouldn't be. Um, a lot of people who are trying to incite hate from both uh, on both sides. There are people who are trying to basically start um, more than a flame war. Um, but it's, uh, but, but what, so what's that, what, what's happening is these websites in damage control are basically just like anything about this topic. No, um, they're, they're operating on a scorched earth policy. Yeah, exactly. And, and unfortunately what that does is it, it gets the, the violators of the terms of service for the websites, which are there for a reason out of there, which is good for the conversation. The problem that's been happening, especially on Reddit, um, in our game, our gaming, because there's also other <laughs> I just make game. sure true gaming, gaming. true yeah. game yeah um, on on our gaming is that um, they have been removing posts um, even articles that have been posted about this um, and then when they are met with responses from the people who have uh, posted that article and it's like hey you know this is why I posted that article I don't think it was taken down properly they are uh, they, they get a response from the mod literally saying fuck you and in terms of like quality of uh, of of an of an internet forum and a few people being able to basically put their thumb down and like no this is my opinion this is what I think is going to happen and no matter what you say you are not going to be able to say these things or post these things even though they might be valid within a conversation um, and that that's uh, no what? you 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 have a you have a good point I, and. I, I, that that groan was was me trying to trying to shift my ideals and my beliefs it, because I, I I'm a firm believer that information should be free. I'm I'm not right. a big fan of censorship because that's a that goes down a long dark road. And as journalists, but, I think that's pretty. But at the same <laughs> time, at the same time, I'm also for you know limited. Like there are times when censorship is is valid. Like I'm I'm totally. There are legitimately times if somebody if, if I wasn't open about my penis size, uh, you know, and and somebody came onto the uh, the indie game riot subreddit and, and was like, oh hey, Rev, like I would have absolutely no qualms whatsoever jumping in, chopping that post apart, and taking it down. And that's you know, and and that's that's for something of my personal. You know, I have no problem i i moderate several subreddits well, i've moderated forums there's a there difference when censorship is probable is useful there's a difference between factual information that is relevant and then just uh disrespect <sighs> for people yeah and and i feel and well yeah. i think my penis size is relevant to people but well, <laughs> it's also uh disrespectful to um yourself you shouldn't hate yourself like that oh, okay. <laughs> average according to wikipedia <laughs> i bet your mom tells you that too oh yeah. wait, never mind <laughs> yeah. uh no <laughs> what we're trying to get at here is that um like through through all of this it's really um people who are connected on on both ends um are whether it's damage control or just trying to get like, no, my idea is right and I'm in control. So I'm going to, you know, take that down. Like that happens a lot on YouTube too, where, um, uh, a, a website or, or a group of people will be like, Hey, I, I, I don't like you. Everyone get behind me. And, you know, uh, 
flagged this video and people have gotten their channels removed from that. Um, and yes, that's a flaw with the the way that you know YouTube handles that sort of thing, but it's also um, a problem that is out there and that the again with the transparency that we're talking about is really 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 important. So I I have a question. I have a question that that's slightly it's on topic it's on this this same theme is this really anything that we haven't heard a billion and a half times in the past i've i've heard uh, a lot of people I, i've been keeping up with with what people are saying and what a lot of people are saying is that everyone expects this from larger industries you know everyone expects that is, pop is politicians I, are sleeping around and you know try, well, try no, not, not not just this particular situation but the conversation about the journalistic integrity i mean does anybody trust ign's reviews anymore well that's true. yeah that's you know, like, like this isn't this isn't something that just suddenly boiled up and over at this one particular instance it's just bringing a lot of attention to it yeah it's bringing a lot of heated attention, and and I think if you traveled back in history, go to the WaybackMachine.com and, and take a look at some of the gaming news sites at the time. I bet you you will see thousands upon thousands of comments and forums about people freaking the hell out about the fact that IGN gave a perfect ten to piece of shit game X because oh yeah they bought ad space on IGN. True, you know, it, it, and and that's. In the context of what we're talking about, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, they were large and established, and and eventually they sold well, their soul to the devil. So, but d- does that um, then do people who are very adamant about indie games, which you know this is really mostly about, is, is indie indie devs and um, people reporting on that? Does that then have does that make the indie game players lose faith in the medium? Because that's a that's something that we you know we've talked about a lot. Like, is this going to hurt indie games as a whole? Is this going to hurt? Right. Uh, yeah. Even like in indie journalism, and and this is the one. This is the the thing that boiled over. Not necessarily like because I, I don't think that anybody l- reads Kotaku no. for the <laughs> of article. Honestly, um, so so I don't think that's necessarily the issue. The the issue is people have it's, it's a lack of trust yeah. people and- the 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 main thing that people read articles for uh because i mean there's a lot of articles you talk about the quality of articles there's a lot of articles that are just opinion pieces not even about games it's it's like about g- faintly it's like, it's like right faintly now. relevant to, to 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 gaming and it's like uh it's some sort of like uh i don't like a like a yeah I don't even know. <laughs> Everyone's seen them. If you haven't seen them, Google search, you'll find them. There's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just article. Click a random link. Just articles about, it's just articles about how they feel about the, a certain. It's clickbait. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just, but anyway, what I think people who read articles, it's clickbait because like, Oh, that's eye catching. And I want to know what the issue is, but yeah, exactly. people really want to know about in the gaming industry is about the games. They and want when, to know because they want to play games. They want to know about the games, and I think it's hurting. It's hurting, uh, le- like l- journalistic entities that are legitimately trying to help. Um, you know, not, not to toot our own horn, but like us. Um, <laughs> and and also, it's hurting. It's hurting indie developers because people no longer trust. Like you know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. 
you know, okay, well, you just keep giving us games that are crap because they're paying for ad space. Well, then the one time they actually talk about a game that's good, um, you know, he takes it seriously. Yeah, yeah, and then it hurts the indie devs, and it hurts, and it hurts the indie indie gamers in general because then they're losing out on a great game. And that's well, the thing. Go ahead, Tech. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I will. money is evil. That's what we're taking away from this. Like, another thing with like, and and we've talked about this before, is that the reason why indie games sell a lot of times is because people are putting their trust with their money into that developer because it, it, like with the big games like they're going to sell like what Michael Bay said about the most recent movie that he produced yeah. is yeah it sucks but you're still going to buy a ticket and watch it that that's what you know AAA is it's yeah it's the same stuff but you're still going to shell out 60 bucks at launch whereas with indie games and it's sort of changing now that a lot of um uh, AAA developers. They, don't, they are, don't have the brand trust that. No, they don't. They don't have the brand trust. They don't have necessarily all the experience uh, in the world. The marketing uh, PR. Oh, I, yeah, marketing PR. Um, or maybe they're brand new. This is their first game, and as soon as you you hear, oh, this is their first thing. They're trying to make money off of it. Everyone takes a step back and is like, ooh, is this going to be good or is this going to suck? And this is that's hurting that. That's hurting everybody who's trying to make a game, and then. You know, all of a sudden a good review comes out and everyone should have a level of skepticism when talking about games. Um, obviously, a game that we talk about and we you know push really hard uh, might you, you might hate it. You might hate puzzle games, you know, like Rev hates uh, horror games. Um, but at the same time, you, you when you don't trust a medium or you don't trust the people talking about it, especially the largest entities on the internet talking if about you have it, a, if you have a taste for a specific game too I think I think the audience is generally smart enough to be like well just because I don't like you know in Rev's case just because I don't like horror games that makes it a crappy game it's just that I don't like horror games yep. you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's, it's not it's not losing trust there they're just like okay well this week not really my thing so I'll come back next week when they have something different Right, but if they keep pushing games that they are either not transparent about uh, their uh, relationship with, the dev, yeah, exactly. Um, then, then you have to wonder, and, and 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 unfortunately, this should only involve the people who are involved, but it 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 doesn't. News spreads all of a sudden, like. You hear, oh, someone said this on Fox News. Everyone hates Fox News. <laughs> well, I mean, and that, and that happens a lot. And I'm not going to say that, you know, I like watching Fox News. That's my personal opinion. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that, you know, I, I turn on the, the 10 o'clock news and I'm not going to get a rundown of the local, like, what's going down, like, what's going on down the street. Mm -hmm. So it's... It's part internet groupthink also, which is a big problem, uh, which is also probably why this uh, issue has blown up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just it's it's a minefield. No. It, it, it really is. Un unfortunately, and, and we were talking about this before, my stance is always on the side of the person that's getting death threats. Well, and, and just, to, just to clarify, and again, being objective here, um, we don't know the facts so no. it could, you know, whether um, just to end with this fair argument talking about <laughs> talking about Zoe Quinn. So I mean, you could be on the side of Zoe Quinn, or you could be on the side of the, the after her and her friends and people like that. Um, I don't know who's right as far as like the facts are concerned. Um, as journalists, we will 
leave a link for you to make your own opinions about it um, and do your own research. But um, we have our own personal opinions. But as 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 an entity, uh, journalism entity, uh, we do not take a side on this, and uh, obviously do not condone any type of threat at all um, towards anyone. And um, as far as gaming journalism goes. We promise, at least for ourselves, we can't speak for Kotaku, Rock Paper Shotgun, Polytron, any of those other. IGN. Yeah, Rock IGN. Cubes. We can't. We can't, <laughs> we can't talk. We can't talk about. Uh, we can't speak for them. But as any game right is concerned, we will always be transparent. Um, and if for some reason there's a question, just 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 ask. Just ask. We will be honest, transparent and, uh, about any connections that we have. And if we ever get sponsored uh, by someone, that, of course, will be um, announced as well. Um, and we will not, I, I will not let it happen. We will not let, we will not talk about a game, even if we have connections to them or to the developer or anything like that. If it is bad, in our opinions, if, anyway. Yeah, if we don't like If don't we like don't it. like it personally... Because you know you might not like, it, but if we don't like it, we will not just let it through just because. So, yeah. Now, uh, since and now that we've told everybody to put their pitchforks and torches down, pick them back up because <laughs> we're starting the riot. Huh? All right, everybody. This week on Starting the Riot, we have a game called The Road Not Taken, or actually, it's just Road Not Taken. This is a um, somewhat turn-based uh, rogue-like puzzle game uh, where you control this uh, wanderer who is uh, who's, uh, cloaked and so you don't really see their identity, but that slowly gets um, explained throughout the multiple cutscenes. Uh, you have come into a town uh, that has really bad winters and uh, children have gone missing and it is your job or it is it is your doing to go out into the world into these uh, procedurally generated levels, uh, similar to Binding of Isaac, uh, where you go around solve puzzles by interacting with the uh, items within the specific board that you are on to reunite these children with their parents, and uh, you have energy that is uh, used when you and, and the only way the I should say before I mention the energy. Uh, the only way that you can interact with these things is by picking them up, throwing them, or carrying them. Now, throwing them doesn't uh, require any energy, but if you want to move any of these items, every space ticks you down some energy. So the object of the game is to, A, not run out of energy. Because you die. Yeah, because you die. You're out in the frigid cold. and, And when you die, everything resets. There are 14 years in this game with each... Um individual year being a certain amount of children that you have to save. Um, oh. Oh, did we lose tech? Uh-oh. Well, anyway, uh, who... Okay, so, uh, yeah. Uh, no, the the art style, you're playing, like like Tech was saying, you're playing a little wizard dude, um, and uh, he's a cute little wizard dude. Uh, each, each screen is its own condensed or its own contained level. Uh, you've got various puzzles to go through, picking things up and matching them with the others in order to move on to the next screen. Um, picking things up 
costs energy. It costs one energy. Throwing it costs none. And then moving a single square costs you another energy, as Tex said. So your your best bet is picking things up and throwing it. Uh, it doesn't do damage to people, but whatever. Um, the, the art style is very cute. Uh, it's almost... It's... it's it's weird because it's like counterintuitive to like there's a little bit of a uh, macabre nature to this with kids yeah. getting taken there's like a little bit of a like a uh, uh, well, moodiness as far as like the, the mysteriousness of the stranger and the fact that it's winter and everyone's like uh what's gonna happen to us so it's it's kind of it's kind of uh, a counter to that it's, it's interesting yeah and and in, ad- in addition to that there's it, it like the the contrast is the art style is so damn adorable. It's 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 almost chibi if, if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Like like that's almost what it boils down to. And it um I it, it looks like a lot of fun. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a strategic chess game. You know the you've got the monsters that you have to try and block in or get rid of while you're trying to rescue all of these kids. And you know you're I guess it's technically you're a uh, Technically, you're a ranger, but uh, oh, I just got a mess- text message from Tech saying, "Damn, my internet!" So we'll continue <laughs> until he gets in. Well, um, go ahead. So you're so, talking about uh, ranger. Yeah, you're you're technically a ranger, not a wizard, but uh, uh, we're you got a wizard, Harry. <laughs> um, and uh, no, the 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 color scheme is is muted. Uh, I can tell that much at least. Uh, I don't. I, I think it's got a purplish blue general theme to it, but yeah. it's also kind of purple blue browns and white. Yeah, it's it's not really the the fun fanciful colorations. It, it's more of a this is kind of moody and dark. Um, they they are actively updating it. It's available on uh, multiple platforms. It's anything on Steam, so mm-hmm. you know Windows, Linux, and and Mac. And uh, they're also they have a Linux version. Yes. Uh, well, Steam can run on Linux, so yeah. But yes, why not? Well, it says via Steam, but it's it's the game only runs like as far as the install goes, only runs on PC and Mac, not Linux. I, I well, think. here's 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 the thing. Mac is Linux if Linux was retarded, and. <laughs> Anything that Windows can do, you could do on Linux. It just might take more work and time. Okay, well, for those of you who, who don't know how to do that, <laughs> PC and Mac. Um, but Windows and Mac. PS4 uh, on PSN, too. And, and PSN, yeah. Um, and then you can also buy it directly on their website for $15. Um, and by the way, I don't think we mentioned the developer's name, Spry Fox. It's such a cool name. Spry Fox. There you go. Um, they 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 have done they have done other games uh, is my understanding and uh, my browser is taking forever to load their page but uh, making happiness is their tagline and this game looks like a lot of fun it, it really does it doesn't seem to be one of those games that uh, you know well a lot uh, of a lot of their games aren't as deep as this game is they they're a lot they're very casual games they're, they're older games there's uh triple town steam birds uh panda poet and high grounds i've never heard of any of these but they're uh, they seem like much more casual games as opposed to road not taken which uh seems pretty challenging um and and tactical yeah um yes. oh there's oh, tech hey, no, I, back. i'm back yes um <laughs> Uh, I, I caught I caught what you guys were catching on um, talking about earlier. Did you mention the um, the the relationship building that you do with the town? Um, no. Between, no. Um, g- going back to the mechanics that I was 
interrupted by my internet failing. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the the cool uh, things that you do have is throughout all the levels that you play, you pick up items, you pick up berries, you can find bunnies, um, and and coin, and well, they call it copper. Um, and then you can talk to people around the town between uh, levels that you've completed, and build relationships with those people. They will give you items, possibly. Um, and you really like learn about this um, this society that you have sort of come in from because apparently you are a refugee. And again, that story gets expounded upon later on in the game. Um, and you have to beat a lot of levels without screwing I, up. I think the relationship building is probably... I mean, I like tactical games. Like I was always into like Final Fantasy Tactics and uh, Fire Emblem. But uh, I think the relationship building with the town just brings a whole new depth to it. And I, I maybe my favorite part of the... And not only that, but it's it's literally a way in the game to where it is rewarding you for finding things in the game that you didn't have to. Because right. you don't need berries. You don't need to find copper. You don't ever have to buy anything. You have all the mechanics that you have where you pick stuff up, you throw stuff, and you have a certain amount of energy. But by unlocking berries and catching bunnies, which is catching bunnies is relatively hard, mind you, um, you can then give those things to the townspeople and get rewarded not only with story and learning about these individual people, but also with items that they'll give you. And it's not like a, oh, now you have to buy, now there's a store and I have to buy something. Like, no, you actually have to, like, talk to people, get more of the story. And it's a really creative way of uh, moving from the, oh, it's a, it's a roguelike, so after you die, you have a certain amount of money, kind of like with uh, Rogue Legacy or a game that we are talking about later in the show. Um, and it, it just, it, it brings you and it pulls you in a lot more, and it's so much fun. Absolutely. Um... Any last uh, pieces of information for Road Not Taken? Uh, if it I wasn't already said, sorry, go ahead. Go, no, I was just we, gonna say I want it. <laughs> well, we went. Yeah, I want it too. We went over. We we went over all like the we went over the dev and what it's available for and how much yeah, and okay. all that sort of stuff. So, all right, awesome. All right, well, that, it's good. Um, it's puzzle good. games with the story. Oh, and the animation is beautiful, by the way. Spe- you know how hot it is in here. Yeah. Yeah. Well. If I took off all my clothes, it'd be a peep show. That's still copyrighted music! (laughs) Please give all your attention to... Early Access. And this week on Peep Show, we have a pun... That's right. Invisible Ink. It's actually Invisible, like, Incorporated, but Invisible Ink. Get it? It only took it only took Rev about a week to get that, so c- congratulations, Rev. Uh, I haven't been sober. Cut me some slack. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> um, Invisible Ink is a hardcore game with procedurally generated worlds that you use stealth to make your way through. Um, it is, uh, it's not, what do you consider? It's not really, is it top down? Do you consider it top down? It's not really top down. No, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an isometric. Uh, isometric. There you go. Or no, it's, it's isometric. Yeah. Isometric. Um, basically, you're, the, the story of the game is that um, Invisible Inc. is a mercenary espionage agency operating in the late 21st century. So it's the 2200s. Um, and corporations have pretty much taken over the world. Um, it has brought about, quote, quote, peace after a lot of war. Um, however, there's heavy shadow conflict um, between the corporations and everything like that. And this is where your company comes in. 
um, you're basically doing these jobs that, for for profit. And um, the, it's, it reminds me a lot of uh, Transistor in the fact that it's like turn-based, um, where you have to kind of like plan out what you're going to do ahead of time, because every turn, you know, obviously uh, your enemies are going to be moving too. Um, and you, as you're, as you're going, all the, all the levels are procedurally generated, and you're also going to upgrade your uh, outfits, your equipment, everything like that to make it easier for you to get through the levels. All, of course, there is a difficulty curve, and the game is difficult. That's why they call it a hardcore game, because it is a difficult game in the first place. Um, this is not XCOM that's going to hold your hand for the first six months of the game. This no. thing is going to shoot you in the face when you wake up. Right. Um, they have two different game modes, Endless and Campaign. Um, and your job, actually, you, you as the player, are actually par a character in the game. You are the operator. You're the one that's kind of like the eyes for your agents, um, telling them what to do, hence the, the tactical part of it. Um, and also, there is permadeath in this, where if your agent dies, your agent is dead. For good. Really? That's how that works? Yeah, for good. The games yeah. tend to not tend to not really follow that. You know, you say <laughs> die, well here you get them back. There you go. No, these people die. Um, and they are done for the rest of your life ever. All that. So And you can replace them, but they're not gonna be the same. It is, you guys heard it here on Indie Game Riot. When you die, you are dead. Yeah. Re <laughs> shocking revelations on IGR. Um, the developer is Clay, Clay, Clee, Clay. I think it's Clay Entertainment, K-L-E-I, um, and is currently uh, selling for $16, $15.99 on Steam. Um, that is a 20% off sale, so it's at normally $19.99. So, um, but I will say, it is an early access, but I will say for an early access game, uh, holy crap! Yeah. yeah, holy crap! Uh, Twenty bucks. Take my money, please. Yeah, mm -hmm. take my money. Do you guys have any questions about this? Uh, you, uh, you should also probably. Uh, I'll go into uh, also how the game slowly gets harder the slower you go. Um, basically, every turn uh, you take, which is you use all your action points for each individual character uh, that you're controlling within this map. Um, after so many turns, the um, alert level of the area that you're in goes up by one. So more cameras get activated, more guards are in the area. So you have oh, to um, not only work against uh, time uh, where you're fighting against, okay, how can I do this in the fewest amount of moves possible, but also the fact that no matter what, everything is going to get harder and it's going to get harder a lot faster. And if you screw up something, like say try to hack a terminal that fails, all of a sudden your uh, the the level of um, uh, alert might go up. So you're basically having to fight between, um, oh, I really want to do this really cool thing and get this bonus, but I don't know if I'll be able to get out of the level once I, um, you know, do what I have to do. Um, so th that's another, you know, it's very hardcore. Um, also, bullets, really expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's something like $400 per, like, bullet, I think it is. So you gotta find your way around enemies yeah. or find other means of uh, neutralizing. And and they have a, a relatively uh, comprehensive uh, cover mechanic where uh, if you move uh, your one of your agents to a certain place, it'll show you where you'll have cover and from what directions. Um, so if you're hiding behind something, it'll show that, oh, you're you're, you have cover behind this wall, obviously, but you also are behind a desk, and your agent will, like, crouch behind that desk, and if somebody walks by that desk and not making line of sight uh, where you're exposed, you're fine. Um, there are also mechanics to where you can um, 
set a character to, if somebody walks by them, to incapacitate them or kill them or attack them with any uh, implement that you might have in that individual's um, arsenal. Um, so let's say you're hiding behind a corner and you know that a guard's going to come by. You can set that character to where, okay, I have a stun gun. That person has a heart monitor. So if they die, the alert level automatically goes up by one level. Um, I don't want to kill them, but I want to incapacitate them because I need to get to that door that they're walking by. So they walk by, you tase them. They go to the ground for a little bit. Their heart doesn't stop. So they don't die. The alert level doesn't go up. Uh, but it's that other level of stress of trying to figure out when the enemies are going to be moving. Um, because a little bit unlike Transistor, where everything pauses and then everything moves moves at the same time, again, you are moving your people and then everyone else against you is moving. Um, there are also um, sound cues so um, that are visually represented in the, the game space because obviously this isn't a first-person shooter uh, or a first-person game in general. So something happening on the left side of your uh, headphones isn't going to be like, oh, that's the left. Uh, so. Right. Uh, lights and, and different ideas of where the rooms might be will be triggered. You'll you'll see uh, where you you can assume somebody is moving, so you can hear somebody walking around another room. Um, you can peek through doors. You can disable equipment, and it's there's a lot to it, and it's <laughs> seems really deep. Yeah, it is it's very, much 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 and, deeper involved than than say XCOM, which is when I was watching the videos for this because I, I haven't been able to play it. But when I was watching the videos for this, um, I, I was really starting to get a, an XCOM vibe out of it, and it and it's similar, but that's a it's such a surface level similarity. It's almost not even worth mentioning. And mm-hmm. and again, you talked about how deep it is. Again, early access. Yeah. yeah, early access, not done. What we're talking about is already in the game. Like you already basically have a a game that has hours of enjoyment already out there. Like they know what are they going to learn? What are they going to add? Like it's I, like I don't know. They've been developing this game for two years, and they're they're looking at uh, at having it completed by early 2015. But you know who knows what happens. Give yeah. me money. That's why. Yep. So this is yeah. Not no sponsored. kidding. Not sponsored. We don't know anybody no. here. <laughs> This is a this this look this game looks absolutely fantastic. I could I can see myself sinking hundreds of hours into it uh, in a way that I couldn't see myself sinking hundreds of hours into their previous game. Uh, Don't starve. So, yeah, I should have mentioned that. Don't starve. Uh, they are, which is a pretty big game. Um, yeah. They, like I have <laughs> I have literally no interest in Don't Starve. Yeah, this I, game. I didn't have much of interest in that either. I have lots of interest in the like. This. I, I'm, my pants are adjusting interest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, as Rev takes care of that issue, um, <laughs> I think uh, we got a little bit of free fun to hold you over. On our last segment this evening, uh, we have a free fun game called roguelite and i was informed during our break that uh it's actually a punny title you know because rogue light uh uh yeah. it also yeah. took you about a week to figure <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah it did um so again whiskey drunk uh so this game is available on uh game jolt it was done by daniel linson uh or daniel linson linson uh so, anyways, <laughs> uh, if if it was male, it's Daniel. Female, Danielle. I think uh, it's Daniel. Spell- spelling can be the same, you no. know. Unfortunately, um, 
I said that, didn't I? Unfortunately, that's not the way it meant. <laughs> uh, it was done in Game Maker Studio. Uh, it is a platformer. Uh, I actually, I've seen, I've, I've, I had a little bit of time. I've, I've, I've watched some videos on this one. Uh, I've watched a couple of people streaming it, and uh, I gotta say, whatever their color choices are, I have no problems seeing this game whatsoever. So I'm assuming that it's mostly a grayscale. It's, um, uh, it's a lot of greens. It, like green, it's, it's green and blue, but they're like with gray infused into the color. It's very yeah, muted. Very saturated. Yeah. So, so like old Game Boy. Yeah. Similar to that. Yeah, it's a little bit more color than I think old Game Boy, but it's it's very limited color palette. Yeah. Okay. So the it seems pretty whiskey. Uh, it seems to be a fairly straightforward game. Uh, you press X to shoot an arrow and uh you know your arrow glows so you can uh you you can see what's going on light is a big uh if you didn't catch it from the title is a big mechanic on this one uh you can get a a little fairy thing that follows you around the the lights your way and if you hold your arrow knocked your arrow then glows uh and you can collect coins and that's pretty much the whole thing for the the mechanic wise you can jump and climb on stuff you get uh uh, you can get upgrades, but uh, one of the interesting mechanics that, that I found in this is uh, you can't uh, you can't spend your coins uh, until you die, Ooh. and you don't get those coins. You don't get coins. Well, that that's kind of that's what that's kind of like what Rogue Legacy does too. Yeah, um, really, you can only buy upgrades after you die, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you don't keep that money that you didn't spend. Yeah. So spend and try to get the money that you had. It's it's See, a little unforgiving. I, I've encountered I've encountered the the latter the the unspent coins get lost I've encountered that before but I've never encountered you know you can only purchase upgrades when you die yeah Ro- Rogue Legacy does that uh, as well um, but it's it's kind of an interesting mechanic too because it, it, it makes it a lot more challenging yeah uh, because you know you can't get better until you die and then <laughs> until so. you realize how you screwed up yeah but but so, it doesn't encourage it doesn't encourage death no. Like you, you do like want to last as long as possible because coins well, are rogue like. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know what's also cool is that they, this is actually um, you can play this with an Xbox gamepad, which is pretty interesting to see from a free game, particularly yeah, on uh, on Game Jolt. You can also find this on itch.io. You know yep. that? Uh, I don't know. You can. Oh, uh, you can. Yeah, on the right hand side of the Game Jolt website. Oh. There's a to link their, to the their page, and it's right. uh, gotcha. Right. Uh, also, yeah. because um, you guys haven't touched on it already, the uh-huh. uh, the music for this, which is like proper eight bit, like very crushed, very old school, just sound like it. It really sets the tone. Like if the lighting and the atmosphere of this game didn't already set the tone for you, like the very slow, dark, like eight bit is the best way I can describe it music that that follows you in this game along with the the very like choppy sawtooth sound effects um it it really adds a lot of depth to what ultimately is a very fun free game and I did 
I, in in addition to that, I wanted to point out. Remember, we were having a we were having a conversation a while back about you know games that have female protagonists. Yeah, this game has a female protagonist. Yep. You're, you're you're not playing as as grizzled male Shep running around a dungeon with a bow and arrow. Or grizzled female Shep. <laughs> or grizzled <laughs> female Shep. <laughs> no, uh, you're you're playing as a as a female protagonist, and I, I being roguelike, I'm not sure how much. Uh, how much story there is beyond get deep into the dungeon. I, and like I said, I haven't had time to actually play it, and I've only caught a couple of stream pieces on it. Well, this so. this is on, on the itch.io site. It's a name your own price, and I would highly suggest um, giving you know some money to the game because I would like to see more from, from Daniel. And, um, and when you guys said that this was made in Game Maker Studio, I was like, really? And... and <laughs> Not to mention, like, I'd like to see more from him, or even maybe he could start like uh, do what? Um, what was that game? No, no, no. Well, yeah, Patreon. But I was thinking he could expand on this game and get a little bit more deeper, in, uh, you know, with story so and, and mechanics and things like that, and do like an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter, uh, kind of like yeah. what the what was that game? The Shadow something. Oh yeah, the the Shadow uh, Lines of Shadow, Shadow Walking. Um, <laughs> no. Anyway, Path Shadows. Path that's Shadows. Path Shadows. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would get to eventually. Shut but up. yeah, do do something like that because I'd like to see more from this. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's super fun, and so, the platform is solid. Yeah, okay, that was what I was going to ask, Tech. Since you were the one that played it, like you you've you've got the experience with the yeah. the platform. And, seems controller yeah. is good. Everybody, everybody who knows me knows that like I grew up with platforming games and if you mess up platforming I will not play your game and this the platforming in this is super solid um not knowing where you're jumping sometimes is a, is a little bit scary but um like super responsive the the physics felt very good um uh the the jump it, it was also very well designed in terms of oh I'm going to jump there I think I can make it and then if I mess up, I'll be like, no, I, I know I messed up. Let me try that again, and then I'll make it. Like, that's good level design, good mechanic um, uh, engine building, and gets a gets a thumbs up for me. Excellent. Well, anything else you'd like to say? To say? To say? To say? To say about roguelite? He's got a new kid. I'm hot and tired. I'm hungry. I don't know. Yeah. Grumpy Yeah. Anything else about roguelite? Um, a lot of puns. In this episode. Puns and roguelikes. Yeah, La- yeah. all three games are roguelikes. It's interesting. Right. Oh, that's why I said that in the intro. Oh, yep. that makes more sense. But you know, we're just trying to be like witty. Yeah, no, that's like seriously. <laughs> uh, but you know what is the opposite of the intro? The outro. Good job. I'm glad you got that at least. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that does cue that does cue up the end of the show. Um, if you guys in the, the live stream um, don't know, we have recorded versions of this on the YouTube channel where there is uh, gameplay footage and everything like that, um, including background music by indie video game musicians. This week it is by Metal Renard, and we'll link his work in the description. Um, but I would definitely go check out because it's freaking awesome. It's like yeah. uh, it's like it's like text like favorite new thing ever. I, I, so you know? I, I remember you um you, you've had this sort of in the queue for a while, and I, I've had a chance to like go back and forth and listen to his music again. And today I listened to one of his tracks, and I was like, man, 
I remember when, like, that's all I listened to. <laughs> Let's go back into my hard drive and listen to some old music. Yeah, this is a nice nostalgia trip. Yeah, I feel good about this. Uh, so. And uh, to be, to be, you can, if you're an indie dev musician or indie game, what I'm trying to say, indie game uh, musician or even an indie dev, uh, and you have work that you'd like to be featured on the show, please let us know, or if you know on the show please let us know um and i'll tell you how to in just a bit um before i do that though um just a reminder uh sometime in september it's coming up soon we are going to be starting an indiegogo campaign where you can help us enhance the show where we can make the show a much better quality with better uh, uh motion graphics and uh an, an actual website where we can expand we have big plans let's just put it that way we can expand the website into things that um are even better yeah. than just the show um, and everything like that. So uh, just keep, come on, get your friends a little hyped up. And then once we get it started, um, we'll, we'll let you know. And uh, hopefully you have at least a little bit to, to spare to help us out with that. Now to contact us, first of all, anyone who's listening to this in a recorded version, we do do the live show. We do live shows every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern standard time, uh, approximately 9, 9 p.m on uh, hitbox.tv that is hitbox.tv slash josh and yeah um and of course those of you in the live stream again we have recorded versions on youtube youtube.com slash josh and yeah gaming um and then you can always contact us on twitter twitter is at igr podcast facebook.com slash igr podcast if you're a facebook type of person we also have a subreddit which is reddit.com slash r slash indie game right um, our website for the time being, and once you go to it, you'll see that we do need a better website, um, <laughs> is igrpodcast.webs.com. There's a contact form there if you'd like to uh, send us uh, contact through that, or you can just uh, email me directly, joshandyagaming at gmail.com. And of course, anything sent to me will be uh, shared with Rev and Tech. Am I missing anything? Uh, 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 Reddit. Uh, brought to you by Domino's. Uh, <laughs> enable the evolution, folks. Enable the evolution. Any other taglines we'd like to get over here before we uh, say goodbye? Uh, no. Start the riot. Uh, text, um, text a douche revs. Yeah. Uh, bad at <laughs> noticing puns. And um, yeah, say goodbye. I'll Have a good one, guys. Hey, you guys did it at the same time. Congratulations. <laughs> we're, we're cutting time. Toodles. Did you do free fun right there? there? (laughs) 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 Bitch. (laughs) Payback. Payback. Yes. I'm going to have hiccups now. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding, though.